listening to the Cosmic Peach podcast and tonight we have on Matt Lamon who blew my mind with Frankenskies. If you haven't watched it, you definitely need to. Matt, how are you? Hello. Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks. It's really hot where I'm at, but I'm all right. I mean, I'm indoors and I'm thankful for everything and I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. You know, it's actually like 110 here today too. Yeah, and same. my AC is just like it cannot keep up with the heat. So it's like 80 degrees in my house. I have like little fans everywhere, <laughs> but it just blows the hot air around. So it's yeah. not really helping. I know, but about you it. know, I know all about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a strategy. If you can get the cold air in, um, in the morning and try to keep it in, it's like it's a thing. And I've got two chickens, and um, they hate it. Oh, I believe you. Mm. Hey, you live in Oklahoma. Is there like fracking earthquakes there? There is. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't have much of any more other uh, Oklahoma Mm -hmm. references, but that's pretty cool. I have, um, or not pretty cool, but that's fascinating. Um, Are people like protesting it? And is there like activism at least? (laughs) They're pretty much taking like the Southern route of like... um, we're just used to it at this point. We have earthquakes, whatever. <laughs> right on. And then is it going to get really hot, you think? I, I've i never seen it this hot here, to be honest, than this summer. I think August and, is going to be roasted. Oh, I think it's going to be the dog days of summer, yeah. to be yeah. honest with you. And so just to, you know, give you some background, like we have wide open skies. Like I can see for miles because like Oklahoma is so flat. And so all the time, it's just like you said, it's like there it's streaked with marks all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we had like that weird, bizarre, fake snowstorm last year. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even feel like snow. Like, I know fake snow, that was fake snow, you know, and now this summer is like the hottest summer of all time. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. Are people um, aware of uh, weather engineering, like where you live or anything like that? Or um, I just don't think f- they care. It's like so hard to get people to actually realize that it's a problem. Like they might say like, oh, it's unbelievably like off the charts hot this summer for no reason. But then if you try to approach them with something like that, they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, it's it's geoengineering. No, it's global warming. And that's the first thing, like, they jump to. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's hard for people to not um, just listen to what the news says. I mean, you're not, to them, you're not, you know, 
a, a weatherman or somebody in authority right. that wrote a book or whatever, somebody. In authority. Yeah. So it's like, why should they listen to you? And then their ego. And there's a lot. I mean, that's really layered in and of itself. I'm really glad that you watched the movie Frankenskies. It's, it's really fascinating nowadays. So the movie, I, I came out with the movie in 2017. And it was really something at the time I was um, ch- chomping at the bit to try to get it out like two years earlier and all these things kept getting in the way. And I kind of think it was a little bit divine intervention because they started coming out with like normalizing it and saying they wanted to actually do it uh, officially. Um, and they called it geoengineering. And then they um, came out with new clouds, like m- new cloud names and that stuff like that. So I was able to use that in the movie and that was cool. That was, you know, um, uh, footage that was like film worthy you know so that mm-hmm. was great and the movie came out in 2017 and so tomorrow i'm having a screening and I'm still screening the movie i'm making a sequel frank skies 2 but i'm still people haven't seen the first one they still don't even know about that but what is fascinating is we live in a whole new world than when the movie was made so when oh, i yeah. first released the movie in 2017 people would be fascinated with that kind of thing but now everyone is in, a, in basically like a state of trauma from the whole lockdowns of a couple of years ago. And like still people in my neighborhood, I mean, people ride by it's a hundred degrees, sister. People are riding their bikes with, with masks on. I'm like, are you crazy? I can, I'm like, I'm huffing. I'm, I'm riding a bike too. Yeah. But I'm not covering my airways, dude. I'd, no. I would pass out. I would be like, so, you know, that's happening yeah so it's like so trying to tell people about um weather modification geoengineering having them look up and use their senses it's it's a different world i'm still trying to wrap my head around how to approach the activism i'm passing out flyers the other day and it's not the same people don't want my flyers people are like oh is it online i'm like no i'm having a screening come watch it and they're like oh you know like there's so much to it that like there's so much because that what happened and, and it's very, it's smart because the powers that be, they know they're smart. The, the, I'm, I'm worried about all my words. So I'm just going to not censor my words. The COVID lockdowns, they impacted everybody. And by impacting every single person and literally like, are you going to get the shot? Are you going to lose your job? Well, someone else is, are you, you know, you at least like you were impacted in some way. The whole world was. And by that impacting people in the real world, like firsthand, like in your face, you know, your neighbors mad at you for, you know, they think that you, you know, they're asking, did you get the shot? You know, whatever. That's like intense. That's like way, it's miles ahead. It's way more in your face than like clouds that are way freaking in your, like high in your sky. You know, nobody cares about something like that anymore because it's, because it's like everyone got thrown in a prison cell. And now I'm still like with the old news and like, we don't care about the old news. We got thrown in a prison cell, Matt. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to evolve and adjust with it. And and like, how am I going to make the sequel and impress people when they've been like desensitized is the word. They're desensitized. And even like this, the new waves of conspiracies and like the all these other things, like whether or not they're true or not. It's like people are just completely or even just horror films, anything. All of this stuff out there desensitizes people. And, and it's like, hey, ding dong, there's fluoride in your water. They're slowly calcifying your pineal gland or whatever. It's like, they're like, <laughs> yeah. Mad. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like you said about the earthquakes. Stay, yeah. And it's, it's hard to stay relevant when 
there's so you're inundated and you almost become jaded to a point where you're like, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I'm not interested in that anymore because they'll just hit you with something else that right afterwards, like, oh, I might go to the grocery store and be involved in a mass shooting. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. The guidestones got blown up like this. Like they inundate you with trauma and like traumatizing events. So you can't focus on one thing like look up in the sky and tell me what you see. Do you see chemtrails? Are you worried about that? Are you worried about geoengineering? No, I'm worried about my kid might get killed at school today. Like they Mm. always keep you on the edge and they take you out of like your blissful state and put you in a like a fight or flight state. And so you can't comprehend information like, like that. Yeah. It just clicked. They keep you on the defensive so you can't be on the offensive. So if you're That's always, right. if you're always like, Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? And you're kind of not um, empowered. You're not going to fight that cell tower that's getting put up on your street. You're not going to be able to no. rally people together and get the petition signed, get the fluoride removed from your water. You're just going to be a, a victim. And that's what they want. That's what the fear frequency. Kind and of that does. brings me to like one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like with all of this going on, right? How do you detox yourself? Like, cause you can't escape fluoride, right? You have to take a shower, brush your teeth, even if it's not in your toothpaste. It's still in the water you use to wet your toothbrush, right? So, like, what would you say? Like, could somebody detoxify themselves? Yeah, and I'm glad that you have questions. It's really awesome. I'm um, sometimes people don't have questions, and then <laughs> <laughs> whatever you know how it goes. So, I have answers to every single question you can ask, and I have a website called Actual Activists plural ActualActivists.com, and on that website. Every question you can come up with, like, I, I'll go, I could even go on there and learn something about manganese or something like, or mm-hmm. mangosteen or anything, either of those, they're both on there. So um, there's a lot of information and the, the fluoride thing is, is yeah, you can detox from it. And you can also, so one of the biggest, so if you have fluoride in your water, one of the biggest ways you're getting it um, in, in your system unlike unnecessarily is in the shower um, because it can ride on the chlorine and and get in the gas and make it and when it's gaseous you're basically breathing it in and it doesn't even go through your skin it goes right into your bloodstream because there's nothing filtering it from your lungs or whatever so that steam in the um oh that's horrific well, yeah, but it's it's like there's always um, – and so if you watch the whole movie Franken Skies, and I know it's hard to sit down for 80 minutes nowadays watch the whole documentary, but the end is like empowering. There's people like, yay. And it's like you don't – you're not like all sh- scared like most movies, one of the documentaries in that kind of conspiracy space or whatever, rabbit holes or whatever they want to put you in. So I'm not going to bring something up that I can't tell you that there's a solution. And it's actually pretty easy. You can get – charcoal they're called charcoal water filters or water heads or shower heads they're actually really easy i don't even know how to do stuff like plumbing stuff or nothing like that but i was able to switch it out when i did live in a fluoride fluoridated community i don't live in one now where i live i don't have fluoride but when i lived in a fluoridated community i got i got a um you can get them on, on amazon or whatever or other places right i mean if you can not shop amazon i recommend it but but whatever that that word i don't want to trigger people and now now i'm like an <laughs> a-hole or whatever but yeah i mean 
I actually, so I, I still have to for some things. <laughs> dude, I found um this Abe A B E books, and I I sh- if if I if I go on Amazon to buy a book, I like well maybe I'll check Abe Books you know dot com and. So mm-hmm. I'm not totally selling out, right? <laughs> and then there's sometimes there's way cheaper on A books because it's like more used and there's like a thrift books, whatever.com. I've been mm-hmm. really obsessed with buying books. A couple of years ago when we, the whole lockdowns happened, I realized like our, um, the channels of our information can easily just be zapped. And then online, they show you whatever they want to show you, which I've witnessed. I've got so many stories about that. Like you, they can shadow ban and, like Kindle is Kindling, you know, for like fire, like for the book burning. There's, there's so many reasons why we should have physical books. I love um, reading physical books. I love right. it. I feel like it supercharges your whole like mental and emotional state. I feel like you, it's just like writing cursive, right? Mm. It's something that we should still do. <laughs> Read mm. books, write cursive, be creative, be empowered to be like looking at the book the thick book and have it in your hands and smell the pages and all that fun book stuff and know that you accomplish something Finish and like it. look at it. Yeah. And I read this book like in, yeah, no, I I'm cool. where do you yeah. like to read the most? Oh, I just re- I literally sit at this desk and read books or sit in my bedroom and read books. And then afterwards I take notes and highlight stuff in the books and then I bring it on my show. <laughs> so yeah, cool. like I oh, really? definitely, right. I'm a huge like book and research person. Cool. If you ever want to do a show, I could go through the books on my shelf. I'm, I'm, I would actually challenge anybody on earth to, to have a better like truther library. Um, oh, because, I believe like, you probably you name it, do. Like, like um grounding or you know fluoride or you know mm-hmm. what i mean so that's all something so for the it doesn't really hurt your water pressure and then when the chlorine is being absorbed in the shower head with the um charcoal filter you can even get a charcoal filter for your bath so once the chlorine is being absorbed the fluoride's not messing you up and the fluoride gets absorbed somewhat from the um whatever the charcoal also people put reverse osmosis units on their home and that oh, yeah. reverse osmosis that's ro those ro filters they remove fluoride as well so there's ways to kind of combat it it's a pain you know and a lot of communities don't have it surprisingly a lot do a lot you can be talk about being empowered you can do it you can get it out all right. And it was for a while, I thought we were totally doomed because like we couldn't even go into any city hall or anything. Everything was a Zoom meeting and it's still pretty much is a Zoom meeting. But now we're back to a little bit. Like I said, we're in a different world. The activism has changed, but we can still do it and get it on an initiative and then vote it out. It's not that hard. And the reason why it's not hard is because so many places have done it before. So many places have done it before. They've done it based on budgetary reasons like why is, this being, why is this chemical that's expensive being put in the water? Like, does it really do anything? It's, um, it causes health harms and blah, 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 blah. There's so many reasons why it shouldn't be in the water. And also, um, just drinking it and getting it in your tummy, in your stomach, that's the whole, like, it's a lie. But the, but the lie that they claim is true is that it sticks to your teeth but it doesn't have time to stick to your teeth when you're just drinking it with water. Like, like you'd have to like swish it around and, and hold the water in your mouth. Like the whole thing is a bunch of BS. All every step of it is just lies, lies, lies. And they're very easy to prove. And Encinitas, California, Redding, California, 
um, like uh, Ashland, Oregon, like a lot of Oregon, you know, um, you can look it up. There's fluoride activism network, whatever, just Google it or anything. And you'd be shocked how easy it would be to get it on your ballot and to empower the crap out of yourself by getting it removed because in the end, it's never been proven safe or effective. And then mm-hmm. also it costs your city money. Um, and all, and it's easy to, I mean, and it's been removed from other places. It's not like a federal law. Oh, right. Like and you know, when you have a cavity and you go to the dentist, they want to put like an extreme fluoride on your teeth. And I'm always like, fuck no. Cause I'll just swish with coconut oil or something yes, like that. Too. Awesome. Yes. And it's like, of course the f- people who do the fluoride treatments on their teeth, their teeth actually look like dog shit, but that's mm. besides the point. I want to ask you, do you think that the chemtrails play like a big role in continuing the germ theory and like this whole medical germ psyop thing? Like making everyone making their bodies weak. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, definitely. So it's very diabolical and genius. And it's like the, the biggest, 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 biggest thing is no one can fathom except for like us. You know, but the majority of those people out there in the world, or the, I don't, I don't want to call them the majority, but the, the people who are, are not willing to, to face the facts, they cannot recognize or admit or face that there's evil. That's it. Oh, and so right, it's like, oh, yeah. they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do that to us. And, and it's, it's just like, they can't fathom it. Like my mom, like my mom, like, like maybe she'll believe in angels, but she won't believe in demons. You know, it's like, mm. okay, well, don't be so naive, dude. It's like, you can't just pick what you're going to believe. I mean, I guess you can, you can pick what you're going to believe. You feel, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, there's not going to be all it's, we don't live in fairy tale land. It's, it's good and evil. There's good and evil here. And there's a lot of evil and they're up to a lot of no good. And, and if we are embracing the light, like we are, um, it's important. It's important to do so and to shine the light on it. And it's like, I'm not afraid of like saying the word angels and demons, but some people like freak out and on even those words, you know what I mean? But there is, is a battle of good and evil on earth. However you want to slice it, you know, maybe I'm being metaphoric or not, but either way there's evil doers in my, I'm sorry, I'm answering your question in a roundabout way. These evil doers, like they put the TV inside the living room and they hijacked a whole generation. They brainwashed people people with like very predatory stuff lies on top of lies on top of lies on top of lies we're supposed to be evolving into like you know highly evolved intelligent evolved spiritual beings instead we're being dumbed down with 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 lies and poisons and toxins and so um and dying of like obscure ass it's true (laughs) we're all being killed we're all being killed we're all being attacked and it's like i've been going to saunas man and just i'm just like I'll, I'll kill myself in the sauna to try to get this shit out of me because I know we're under attack and I hate to be, and it's like, it, at the end, it's empowering. You have to get empowered by it. It's like, they're afraid of us, right? So be empowered by it. Don't be like, oh no. So, so to answer your qu- question, um, which was, okay. So these think tanks, these evil think tanks, these groups, they come together like generations ago, but they think it out. They're like, let's do this, let's do that. And they are literally like, we're going to put fluoride in the, okay. So where does fluoride come from? A lot of people don't know. It comes from the aluminum industry. When they make an aluminum can and they got to melt the aluminum, 
a byproduct of the crap that comes off of it that's that comes off of the aluminum atom is fluoride it's like a toxic byproduct when they make aluminum so once they're done making aluminum for the cars and cans and shit they got to do something with it and they're supposed to dispose of it because it's toxic but then they've convinced not china won't do it and a lot of other countries won't do it but we you know sometimes we even get it from china it's crazy <laughs> put it in our water yeah. put it in our toothpaste you don't have to have any toothpaste you don't have to have any water and in, re- in reality, it causes fluorosis, which is the opposite of what it says it does, which is like it demineralizes, messes up your teeth, messes up your bones. It's super bad. So so the reason I'm telling, talking about this is it comes from aluminum, the aluminum molecule. So it wants to go at a nano level. It wants to go rebond, like uh, attached to the aluminum atom. So it's it's a very smart, calculated attack. They're not just like, we're going to fluoridate you and you're going to be stupid. They're going to fluoridate us and we're not going to hardly feel it. It's going to be in our bloodstream. We're going to get fluoride in our system from our food or water, our, our baths, whatever, right? But then the big elephant in the room is the addition of and, – and, and like the um, nail in the coffin or like the light of the freaking bomb or whatever, like the mat, the, the, the ignition, the, like the trigger point. Like the big thing is adding aluminum to the, the, the blood, the body. So our bodies, they're creating this like this – ticking time bomb slash like they want to make robots like transhuman nonsense but the ticking time bomb is fluoridated people and then aluminum so aluminum in the deodorant and that gets really wild because women will put the aluminum deodorant and please there's other ways out and your body might you might smell for a week or something because your body's detoxing that crap aluminum i don't even know it doesn't matter stop poisoning yourself stop making excuses women please ladies you can find other stuff go on amazon you know, I'll say Amazon a few more times if I have to, you know, but it's easy way out. You put like they, this, what the aluminum does is it clogs your pores. It prevents you from actually detoxing things like aluminum and it pools in your um, lymph nodes, like your breast tissue. And then guess what? The women will even put a smartphone or microwave right there against that aluminum. And that's where breast cancer comes from hundred percent, which is crazy. So that's a calculated thing that they've done. But really, Bastards. the aluminum from the chemtrails, the aluminum's in the chemtrails. It's, it's sprayed, breathed in, it's in the plants from the chemtrails. And the aluminum is also in like um, random food and crap like that, you know. But it's in the chemtrails. So once we get the aluminum in our bloodstream and the fluoride in our bloodstream, the, they meet and help bypass the blood-brain barrier by pulling each other through the, the oh, protective. Hell. And then they get in your brain. And then literally, if you've ever met someone, um, God bless them, but you know, if you've ever met anybody suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia, that crazy googly eyes, that googly eyes is because their brain has little explosions of reattaching uh, chemical reactions of fluoride and aluminum coming together fluoride and aluminum coming together and they make little like if you were to see it at a molecular level it'd be, it'd be like a little explosion and this is happening in their brains you know what i'm saying and then our brains are electrical and i mean i don't have to sell why that would be bad so that is like a very smart and slow and steady it's like it's like the powers that be are like we know over 20 years people are going to accumulate the fluoride in their body we know over 20 years they're going to accumulate the like when they spray chemtrails and I've witnessed them doing it over forests. I'm like, what the heck is it? Oh, are they going to make it rain or not make it rain? They're making, is it something about the weather? And then sometimes it's like, it has nothing to do with the weather. And there's no people around I'm like, what are you doing? 
And then come to find out aluminum that they spray is a patented fire accelerant. The aluminum and the barium they spray is fire accelerant. So they're spraying these fire accelerants on these trees like for for decades, since the mid-90s. So like like full on. So since like 1992 or something, and now we're at 2022, 30 years. So for 30 years, California has been like sprayed with patented fire accelerants. And they're playing dumb and being like, oh, look, these fires are global warming, folks. When they can, number one, make rain, they can make rain. Okay. They don't make rain on top of the fires. Instead, they make heat waves, drought, wind on fires. And of course, like the chemtrails are, like I said, like explosive, basically. So, and so these things are embedded slowly in the trees, embedded slowly in us. And then what's the end game? Like make us into antennas or something like that. So I'm like, I'm learning about how to detox. I'm very proud of like my, my brain is not foggy, like some people and whatnot i try not to be around a lot of emf radiation because less is more with that you know and i've even created an emf radiation clothing company but the emf so imagine you're like you got a 5g phone you're around a 5g cell tower you're around a lot of other people with 5g phones and you've got these um metals inside you oh and not to mention i didn't even mention the jab you know, when I'm talking about aluminum. So, of course, that's the the big one. I mean, like breathing in right. the drills, that's not even that bad compared to getting that sprayed up, injected in you. And you know what's crazy about, like, injections in general is, and for pets, they should literally be like, oh, how much do you weigh? How am I getting the same <laughs> injection that someone that's three times my weight? The same amount. You, you know Nobody I mean? ever asks that question. And it's so it's so relative because like a little dog getting the same as like a freaking huge mastiff or whatever. A great Dane. Yeah, it's total nonsense if people can grasp the toxic load and all this stuff. But but the, it always comes back in most people's heads to this cognitive dissonance, like Stockholm, whatever. Like they wouldn't do it to us. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't safe. There's not evil. They wouldn't like they can't. They would never. You know, they just can't hand, they just can't go there. And with the chemtrails, it's really hard. You know, the chemtrails, it's, it's, but it's actually getting easier and easier because I'm getting more grounded. And I've heard like any question I've heard with the chemtrails. And now it's very simple. Like the engines that, that exist now on the chemtrails, I'll segue into chemtrails for a minute. The engines on the planes of the jets nowadays. Okay. And for the past at least 30 years, but maybe like 60 years or so, these engines, they're very efficient and they're just essentially um, fans. They're, they're propellers. So you know how if you see a plane with propeller on it, it's like spinning and that thing's creating lift. It's like a spinning propeller making lift. Sometimes it's just on the nose of the plane. Sometimes it's supposed on the wings. So these engines nowadays they're not like freaking F-16 jet engines, like producing heat, like blasting, creating thrust to push the plane. That's not what they're doing. Like on the aircraft carriers, yes, different story. But like j- planes that we see in the sky, just like plane, um, flying freaking, um, you know, United or whatever, US Air, you know, like re- jet regular travel that we witness that we're like, oh, how come that plane doesn't have a chemtrail today? Oh, look, that one's got a short one. That one's got a long one or whatever. The planes that are out, and there's a lot of drones doing a lot of weather engineering. So that's like a lot of the stuff that we do, do, do see. Because I mean, like every day you can go outside, there's a lot of activity going over my house, even if you don't live, live near the airport, you know, that's not normal, folks, unless you need to live near somewhere. 
So my point is, these engines are called high bypass turbofan jet engines. They just create lift. They're like propellers. So they they spin these fans, and they're not creating hot air. They're not okay, and um, they're actually hardly burning jet fuel. Like I'm learning that jet fuel is used. I've heard that. Yeah, jet fuel is used to like take off. Right. But once you get up in the air, they've got these fan blades spinning, just like how the freaking um, uh, engine is spinning the mm-hmm. propellers, which is like an efficient like engine with not freaking um, jet fuel being like burned like crazy, like almost right. like an air compressed. I'm pretty sure it's being it's air compressed, like an electrically charged air compressor yes. with a battery. So, because if you just did even the math of all of the, to, to fly, like from LAX to like Australia, you'd need so much jet fuel based on what they say and, and Latida. And it's like, they want it, they want to muddy the waters and confuse you and tell you, oh, it's atmospheric pressure and barometric pressure and how hot and cold up there. And sometimes it's not humid enough and all this BS. It's always cold up there. Okay. Yes. When you get to a certain altitude, it's always cold. All right. If the engines are producing heat, you know, they, they say, oh, it's, it's based on the moisture that's there and blah, 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 It's They're just confusing you. The The heat that is claimed to be is not there. And so a normal aircraft will produce no contrail. The contrail is actually cons, play on words, not, not representing condensation, which doesn't represent like the con. And um, anything else that you see, if it's a short trail, medium trail, or a long trail, it's um, it's fuckery afoot. Sorry, I cursed because you did. Um, no, and yeah, it, and it is open, open game. So what I've learned is like the medium and smaller trails are like precursor gases. They'll they'll do those to like prime the sky. And sometimes they'll do them side by side with the longer ones. But if you just start to look at the sky, you don't have to listen to me. I mean, don't don't take what I say for um, gospel. Look at your sky. Just look. Just start to look. It becomes interesting because you're not just looking at the days with the lines. You're looking at the days when the planes are flying around with no lines. You're looking at the days when there's no planes, which, whoa, look, there's no planes today. That's interesting. And those days are often like really nice, normal days with fluffy clouds and stuff. And like, we can learn this all on our own. It's, it's very much the scientific, the real scientific method of just trial and error, creating a hypothesis, mm-hmm. testing it. And that's how I um, have, have learned. I used to think that there were contrails. When I first got into it, because that's what the conspiracy narrative, whatever, you know, said. But after it wasn't even research, it was just witnessing it firsthand. I, I just started really seeing it um, like playing side by side, doing different things, you know, or like when they do prime the sky. Like if you see a bunch of planes in your sky, like you see a, a seemingly uptick in air traffic and they're doing like the shorter ones and maybe even the medium ones too i believe there's a barium and they monitor the sky with like ground-based stations with frequency they can tell how much barium is up there we can't even really see it that's the thing and so if you see a bunch of that traffic then later on that day or the next day guaranteed there's going to be long trails laid out because then they're like laying the aluminum that mixes in with it and, mm-hmm. and all that nonsense but yeah, it's, it's such a journey. So they want to get all that in. And so like the normal, like common Joe, who's getting all the boosters, drinking the fluoride with the Pepsi and the Coors Light and all that crap and like not caring at all about any of it. Um, and no offense to people that drink that stuff to each his own. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But like those, I've been thinking about like where those people are going 
10, 20 years from now what their destiny is because there is an agenda 2030. It's slow and steady. They're so smart about it. Otherwise, we'd react. We'd rally together right. and be like, no, no, you can't do that. So it does seem like all these agendas are going to come, like, and then I'll be done answering your question. All the agendas <laughs> are like coming together together at once. Yeah, it's a the, pinnacle. Yeah, the GMO stuff, it's it's all, it seems like like 5G plus GMO plus fluoride plus chemtrails plus da 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 And um, either it's going to be a generation that cannot procreate or they're just going to have really dumbass kids, you know, like idiocracy. Or it could be a combination of, the two <laughs> yeah but you know, definitely it's a control thing it, oh a hundred percent and i was gonna tell you just you might think it's interesting but i work at the corporate office for like a humongous christian company they're very known for being a christian company and so one day i leave work and the sky's relatively clear but right above our corporate office is <laughs> kim drills in the shape of a cross right above our corporate office building and everybody's outside with their phone taking pictures of it. And they say like, it's a sign from God. And I'm like, I think they're trying to take us motherfuckers out first (laughs) because they know like we're so pro, like pro life and all that. And it's not that my values necessarily always match their values, but it was just interesting to me that everyone knows what kind of company we are. And we come outside one day from work and there's this big, cross in the sky and actually i have a friend that i follow on facebook i could probably pull it off her facebook and send it to you because it was like wild it was huge and it was definitely like a whole cross and um but yeah that's just it was weird and my husband actually works at an air force base and now i have like so many questions for him about that stuff i i don't know if he'll tell me but we'll see because he doesn't really he's not in the military, he just puts on like the outside of the airplanes, but I'm sure like he's seen something. Who knows? Yeah. When they do, I've seen them do it over certain places, and I've wondered why they're doing it. And sometimes it's like in your face, like the crossover. Like sometimes it's like blatant, like um, obvious. They're, they're making like... jokes, man. They're joking. They're clowning us. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To answer your question, yes to all of it. And, and and sometimes there's rhyme and reason and sometimes there's not, you know, I, I definitely think they do target certain groups. That's for sure. Well, Yeah. And it's like clouds don't form like that. Mm-mm. Like that was not, it, it was clearly not a natural, you know, cloud formation. So it's just, if you want to pay attention to that kind of stuff, you can see it. Like, it's not like it's hidden, mm-hmm. but I did want to ask you your thoughts on the Lyme disease experimentation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, the consensus, I've got a book on the shelf. It's called something about that. Um, it's, oh, I cannot, uh, I cannot pull it out of my head right now. Um, but I do have a book on Lyme's disease and it seems to have come out of a lab and it's, I've, oh, okay. So I've got a lot, on, on Facebook, I've got like uh, 62,000 followers and I've got a lot of different people reaching out for me to me from all over the country and world and um i as i researched the chemtrail narrative it's like you just dig and you find it like if there's so many programs like ongoing like nasa has a chemtrail program um it's called care c-a-r-e which is again like making like there's such a gross sense of humor yeah exactly um charged aerosol release experiment and they 
they make fake clouds. They have a whole fleet of planes and drones. And, and honestly, NASA has a budget of about $55 million per day. And I think that most of the time when we see chemtrails, it's, it's them, you know, it's like, they're, they're the ones. Um, so if you do the research, there's programs back in the sixties and seventies and whatnot of aerosolizing different chemicals and stuff, and also aerosolizing different insects. There's over Alabama operation, big itch where they aerosolize fleas, they aerosolize different types of mosquitoes to combat other types of mosquitoes. And um, like, you name it, different experiments have happened um, under the guise of like doing research for the military so that when they go to war, they can like, if they need to, they can dump a bunch of ticks on people with limes, basically. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so my friend who is an arborist and he does tree work, he was out doing work in Wisconsin. Okay. And it just started, he was in a field and it just started raining ticks. And he put out this big, Oh my God. He put out this big blanket and he showed me all these ticks on this blanket. And I definitely, I, I think that yes, they've learned how to embed these, this weird disease, you know, limes into, um, you know, and whatever diseases are, but this, this weird contagion kind of thing that has your body react all crazy weird into these insects um they did it on um is it plum island is that right so plum island is in the atlantic ocean off off of new york outside of new york and it's this migration spot for all these birds and also even deer and stuff they'll swim out to this Mm. island on their way to like these spots so they knew that they could see how this thing could spread and how good it was at spreading by just using this one island Right. There's two islands, Jekyll Island, which is the Federal Reserve, and Plum Island. So I was wondering if it was the right island, but it is. So then it's been perfected, yes. And now, okay, so it's, it's, it's fascinating because there's this weird thing called Morgellons, which they're now blaming on limes as well. So it's kind of intermixed. And, and anything weird now can be blamed on limes disease because it's like got all these weird different symptoms. And so it does seem like the military industrial complex as they continuously experiment on poison people that they're that they're doing that too they're embedding weird stuff into the insects and seeing what they can do with it like every year these mosquitoes end up with some other weird disease like oh, it's for happening sake, in a yeah. lab you know it's all mm-hmm. happening in a lab and they're seeing what they can do playing with their you know evil tools and what have so, you I mean, do you think that they use direct energy weapons yeah Definitely. Um, to what extent? So there's, yes, to answer your question, yes. But that story is another, um, it's, it's kind of a long story. I, being in my position on social media, if things get really viral and weird and people start sending it to me a lot, then I start to question it because if things get really, really, really viral, then I start questioning why they're being let done, being done so. And um, when these fires were happening in California paradise and even um, in Southern Oregon and a few other spots, um, it just happened even recently in um, Boulder County, Colorado, but, but in a town of uh, um, Linden, B- BC, Canada was taken off the map. And people are quick to jump to this um, directed energy weapon, like Northrop Grumman, like drone thing with laser beams and the conspiracy communities. Um, when things get really rampant in that space and they don't get censored, and then I'm wondering what, what the other truth could be. And I started to learn 
that I think that it's just weaponized smart meters. Like you can, you can have mm. a smart, you can have a smart meter, like fry a house. And that wasn't being discussed. This other part of it that's so, so sometimes these conspiracies, when they, when they're so easy to like latch onto and they're, they're fun, you know, like a, a cloaked drone shooting lasers, you know, right. and, then, and then there's all this research that, of course, because come on, you're being spoon fed this by the CIA. You know, they know how we're going to react. They've even got government conspiracy trolls pretending to be like on our side, being like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, look at this, 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 look at this. <laughs> and some of them send me stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, wait a second. You know, ding, 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 and I question it. So when I learned about the smart meters more and more, and then even I lived in Southern Oregon and this neighborhood got fried and like the the old meter, when the old meters were on the house, the, I mean, the neighbor got burned down um, and it was very questionable. And the old metered houses were just in amongst the rubble, like without being burned Damn. down. And if you, and, and like, even, even like before I even got into conspiracies, I met this electrician and he said, you know, these smart meters, they don't have a surge protection to the main line. Like it could cause an electrical fire throughout the house because of the, because the smart meter is designed. No big to, deal. You know, <laughs> It, it surges electricity through the whole home um, to read the electricity or whatever. But it's like, no one's realizing that these things could be super weaponized and all that. And so, yes, direct energy weapons are real, but more so like the smart meters are direct energy weapons. And they're like weaponizing oh, yeah. like neighborhoods with these things. Um, and people are kind of distracted with, you know, something that's not necessarily... 100% true in my eyes. And, and and one more thing, it's really not grounding. So I was at a farmer's market, passing out my flyers. And before I could even say anything, this one woman, she came up to me, she was telling everybody, do you know that they're shooting lasers? And she was so ungrounded. She's like invisible, invisible planes are shooting lasers at houses. And, and, and like she was her story, even if I, even the fact that I was me who I am, I was like, ma'am, you sound so ungrounded. Like you're saying this to people. And then I realized I like met someone like that very recently. And it was, um, it's, it's actually, I think, uh, an issue with discernment a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I feel like people who are truly doing this, like yourself, when you meet someone like that, you get like the spider tingle. (laughs) Like that's how I describe it. It's like this person is mentally ill or this person is obviously been a I don't know I guess maybe 5g could play into some of that kind of like mental psychosis kind of thing like what do you think about that well there's definitely frequency and people can be controlled by frequency I think people are being locked into frequency of fear right now and it's embedded in um, ELF like extra low um, extremely low frequencies there's a lot of mind control going on. Like MK ultra is not just like the MK ultra celebrities and stuff. Like there's so much happening with the phones, with the televisions, with the computers, with just the stuff in the air. And then like the cymatic resonance with the metallics in our bodies and stuff like that. And people, some people are prone to, to really hearing those voices, you know, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, that's wild, isn't it? I think so. And I think that, it's all about owning our like vibration and not being stuck in that like fear, you know, like some people, they can take a shot of tequila and have a good night. Some people got to drink like 20 shots and like be a total Mm -hmm. buzzkill. And it's like, I don't know if that's the best metaphor, but it's like, 
You don't no, have I to slip. You don't have to let your frequency slip so hard. You can get upset. You can get afraid of things. You don't have to let your frequency slip so much that the cell towers are freaking now in control of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's like AI kind of like surveillance or do you think that it's just about the frequency? Um, well, I'm not sure the AI is like, it's not quite here yet, but it's like, okay, well, for instance, I've analyzed people that smoke meth. Cause it's like, I've, I don't. Oh, I'm so interested in whatever you're about to say about that. Yeah, I, I, I've never touched it. Cause that would be stupid. Um, I don't really have close friends, but I've met people and I've, and I've lived places that people are tweak tweak the fuck out, you know? And it's like, mm. they seem like. Even if someone's like done it in their past, like years ago, they don't, they're, they seem when you meet them, like, like different now. Like so, they had a walk in <laughs> demon possession, you know? <laughs> so my friend, uh, an acquaintance the other day, he was telling me, he said, I used to smoke meth and I, I wanted to know what it does to my soul. So I asked God, God, what does this do? And God, he said that God showed him every time that he smoked the meth, that a sliver of his soul like left his body, like basically went back to source or something. But in that sliver, like, like when there's like a space empty, something else can like get in is what I'm thinking. Oh okay. yeah. So it's like, okay. If I take like a really, really hot bath or sauna, or if I'm like, um, hella stoned or something or whatever it is. And my auric field, my like energy body is like weak, you know, if I'm really tired um, I witnessed that I have like this energetic body that can be like really weak. And then I'm like mm-hmm. sensitive to like getting in an argument with somebody or something like that. You know, I'm, I've noticed that there's like a difference. Okay. So on that same tip, like if, if you're not sh- strong in your body and you're giving pieces of it away, basically, then other things can like get in there and whether it's like demonic or like I, Long story short, I think when you smoke meth, the fi- like the cell towers have a frequency that are like waiting for you to get down on that low frequency so they can control you and like lock, lock yeah. kind of lock you in. So some people like literally get locked into this addiction. Like they think they're just going to have a good time, but they get locked into this frequency of like, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? And Maybe it has something to do with like slightly being possessed, you know, Yeah. because they're letting their guard down. Like what I'm basically, what I was going to say is like, you have this field of energetic protection around you. And like, if I'm, if my energy body is really weak, I can tell that like, I'm not, I'm like, maybe things can even get locked on like peripheral stuff. And I've got to like, whatever, I'm like, like, I'm not saying I can get demonically possessed, but I can see how people, when they get super weak and they smoke freaking meth, they're not there to protect their body, their, their they're um, right they've checked out yeah they've checked Mm -hmm. out so when they've checked out something else can get in i think and not it's not like you're 100 percent possessed forever but now they've got that like look in their eye they look different you know it's because they're slightly possessed and maybe they're slightly possessed with maybe ai like what you well you know how i would describe it is like when we're born we're born into a room with no doors and you can do things in your life that create doorways 
and you can do things in your life that open the doors. And so when you create several doorways and they're all open and you're standing in the middle, you have no control over who comes through those doorways. So it's our job to make sure we do not create doorways or doors or let anyone in those doors that we're not wanting to come in. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing is like when you lower your vibration and you take drugs and you do stuff, you know, you shouldn't be doing like deep down in your heart, you know, you shouldn't be doing meth. You open the door and you have no control over what comes through it. So that's how I would describe it is like, Mm -hmm. do not be out here creating doorways. Unless you're prepared to deal with what comes through. That's a beautiful analogy. I'm going to remember that one forever. Thank you for that. Yeah, feel free to use it. I, I, That's how I feel. Like maybe there's something in each and every person that has a little bit of discernment. Mm-hmm. And like over time you lose that. And I think maybe that's also part of like the Kim Charles thing. It's like we all have freaking Alzheimer's now. How can you discern anything when you can't think? Well, and we're being disconnected from our higher source, I believe, as yeah. well, um, and more connected to the material world, um, more connected to basically the phone in our pocket through frequency and um, the the metals. The metals are more conductive, and the more metals that they can in the five the G, like comprehending the five G is just is something else in and of itself because it's being slowly rolled out and slowly turned up, and it doesn't really make sense for people on their phones. It makes more sense for something that needs to be always connected to something super fast, like, like drone delivery or something like that. I don't even know, but it's, it's not for the phones. It's, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's for something Mm -hmm. way darker. I feel, but it's, I mean, to to not be like doomsday ish. It's for, it's for something much more complex, whether it's like, um, transhuman processors like with right. us being you know really involved in something or or ai cars or, or a whole ai system or smart cities or whatever but all that connectivity we lose we lose touch with you know with our higher self and our higher source and even just grounding and nature and all of that it goes back to um, materialism versus the natural world like nature versus materialism and i know everyone's in love with their devices but i encourage people to try to just spend half of your time of your awake time not with technology you know plugged in right not plugged in just half of your time hanging out with your kid without the tv or half of your time hanging out at the park you know just half of half of your time not and then you can have that other time but as long as you're having a balance and, and and actually identifying it and not like literally walking around bluetooth headphones 100% of the day and stuff like that like you know, then you're recognizing that there's a life, there's a balance to life and that we're beings of balance and rhythm and that you have to honor that and and all that sort of stuff. I only ever use wired headphones as a starter. (laughs) And I, I always encourage people to take your rubber shoes off and go stick your feet in the dirt somewhere because the whole rubber shoe thing is like another thing is because it doesn't color like, um, it doesn't conduct electricity. So that's another thing is like, I'm pretty sure Tesla had figured out a little something about the energy that comes up out of the ground on its own and we can all use it for free. Right. But they, you know, have demonized it. Now everything's all convoluted. 
But something simple would be to just go out in your backyard and walk around barefooted or something or just go for a walk like through nature. Some anything that isn't staring at a screen or even like before I started podcasting, I would get into like a trance trying to watch a Netflix show like back to back to back to back. And you don't even realize you're doing it until you look up and you've literally spent four hours and you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's so easy to slip into that kind of a lifestyle. Yeah, no kidding. Do you think rubber shoes is a conspiracy? Because I, I was kind of on that tip for a little while. The rubber shoes? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but I don't think it's all the way necessary. I think if you work in like a restaurant and you might slip and bust your head open if you don't have rubber shoes on, you should definitely have some rubber shoes on. But if you're at home or you're going to like the grocery store or something, I don't know if it's necessarily that you just don't want to get your feet dirty. Or <laughs> no, I think I think like rubber is one of the only things that is like um, so anti-conductive. Like there's all these different oh, materials that right. could be used. Um, like even like like mushrooms or and corn and leather mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. Leather. Like I think yeah. I think rubber shoes altogether because we're electrical beings, you know, yeah. and that's been hidden from us. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, you were referencing the Schumann resonance and I've been learning a lot about paramagnetism. There's a book mm-hmm. called paramagnetism um, by this Philip Callahan and he, he's like a doctor scientist, you know, so he doesn't like blatantly say like everything's BS and energy is free, but he basically says everything's BS and energy is free. Like we've got that Schumann resonance, the 7.8 Hertz that's like vibrating up the whole earth. But because that the ground, and I'll make this really quick. And it's just like a little taste. The earth is grounded. So it's um, a positive charge and the sky is a negative charge. And to get that negative charge, you just have to go up like 30 feet in the air. So the ground is a positive charge. The sky is a negative charge. So whenever there's lightning, and like starting to learn about sprites and stuff. Like there's discharges into the atmosphere, lightning, and then there's discharges in the upper atmosphere called the sprites. They're like these cool looking lightning things. Oh yeah, right. So the lightning is a discharge from the ground to the pot. It's, it's, it's a buildup of the battery that's the positive and the negative. And then finally it's a discharge into that negative into the atmosphere. The lightning comes from the bottom up really. So understanding that that plus and minus can actually be harnessed, right? Right here, anywhere, everywhere. And I think maybe, maybe, maybe that a lot of power lines, because they're all built with the same wood and they're all the same height. Mm -hmm. And that height is the height where you'd be tapping into it all. I think they're tapping into this, this magnetism, this diametric field or paramagnetism the power lines i think are pulling energy from the atmosphere and not pushing energy along i think something there's something way way deeper i don't know exactly but there's there's really a lot to to learn as we realize everything's a lie like like literally (laughs) i could walk outside be like lie 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 like i'm starting to look at car we can can ask me another question after this but i'm just saying like everything no yeah go ahead car logos oh my gosh 
every logo is BS, right? It's like some Saturn Satan worship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like looking at the Toyota logo the other day and I'm like, oh my God, it's Saturn on earth. Like the Toyota logo Saturn right. on earth. Mm-hmm. And then the Honda logo, I don't know if it's the bull. Like, oh, the horns. But maybe. Yeah. Every other one is like Saturn, Satan worship, Saturn, 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 Saturn. And like I learned about the Starbucks logo a long time ago, and that one just like super mind blowing, yeah. evil. So it's just like we are either seeing it and knowing that it's BS and being like um, "f the man, power to the people," or we're seeing it and being tricked and living falsehoods and consenting to lies. And so there's like two different places in the world of like empowerment or just like consenting to slavery so when this whole lockdown thing happened in my grocery store because it got really strict here for a bit they wouldn't let you in without a mask and they were standing there with those medical masks and the sign the sign says entrance entrance but i'm like i'm on the word magic right now you know so people are like consenting to this trance entrance and they're putting this medical mask on you know because they're not thinking that that could have any polytetrafluoroethylene freaking teflon fluoride you know it's got freaking fluoride so it's like they're not thinking about any of that but the the depth of it all the sign says in trance the exit sign does not take them out of that trance they're consenting to all of these things not even questioning a drop of it a single bit not an ounce nothing you know, someone says, oh, yeah, that's from 20 million years ago. They're like, oh, 20 million years ago. They don't question any of the, no. oh, this, the sun's that far away. And this is what it is. Oh, okay. So when they get to becoming lie livers, they live lies. Okay. That's the opposite of living like the truth, which is like, you know, the light, which is, I think, God and also all these other truths that are truths. They're not lies. They're not falsehoods. And us being these like d- divine beings of resonance, you know, frequency and vibration. If we are living our truths, we start to become like super evolutionary. Like we get on our path and we start to evolve to all these other higher truths and things start adding up and they, and the truths are attracted to us. And we start meeting like me and you and things like that and whatever. But if you're living these falsehoods and lies, you're just a pushover and you're taking authority as the truth rather than truth as the authority. And if you live that life, you're just becoming a victim of basically your own karma. Like you're just, everything's a victim. You're, you're victim to everything, you know, your victimhood, yes. victimhood, this and that. And if you're going to live like that, you're probably going to have to be reincarnated. Not that I necessarily believe in that, but I think that if you're, if you don't do what you came I here to do. I believe in know. it to an extent, like school, yeah. um, earth is our school, which mm-hmm. is something I've heard a lot. But when you talk about like sound vibration and the truth, right? And you're kind of into like the word magic right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I always tell people like, there is this thing called Coral Castle in Florida. I know about and it. Dude built this motherfucker. I with got a sound. book on my shelf by this guy. Yeah, Edward, Edward yes. Leeskin or whatever. And there is an old dude from England who could boil his cup of tea with sound. <laughs> and mm. it's like all this stuff, like how did we get the pyramids sound? And it's like, if you take a cup of water and you talk into it, you can see your voice and you can feel the vibrations from the sound of your voice. So 
whatever we speak becomes something physical, whether we realize it or not. So if you have a bunch of people who constantly change what the truth is, after a while, it manifests into our physical reality. And what we have a lack of is people who are speaking the truth or the ones that us that are actually trying, you know, we, we get we get jaded after a while and we don't want to talk about it anymore because nobody's listening or people think we're kooks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to reach that next level, I guess, where where we bust out of like the conspiracy theory community and we become activists, like you said. So you changed the title because I'm not really fond of like being called conspiracy theorist. I would rather be called like an activist, like you said, because that means I'm actively doing something to change what's wrong and not just talking about it. Because it's not fun to talk about when there's nothing you can do to change it. Yeah, amen to that. Um, truther is kind of a nice word, but every every word is triggering nowadays. Every single word has been demonized. The word conspiracy theorist was created, we know, by the CIA, JFK assassination, to be able to polarize things and demonize everybody and pin everyone against each other. You know, it's it's really sad what's what's being done to to humanity because we're being turned mm-hmm. on one another. And the biggest I've noticed over the past couple of years, especially the biggest polarization now, it's not pro-life, pro-choice or Obama or whatever, whoever Trump versus whoever it's Mm. these polarizations, in my opinion, are just distractions from the real polarization, which is truth versus um, not truth. Right. So they're, they're bundling all these, um, I don't know what other word to use. Truths together, conspiracies together. They're bundling them right. all together. And like, oh, people who think like this, think like this, think like this. And then everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah, get them. Basically, because they're why I still have to wear a mask because I'm a victim and I'm freaking going to perpetuate this victimhood instead of just owning my shit and knowing that I don't mm-hmm. have to do this and not be a victim. You know, <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating really to see it all unravel, but then it makes us know that we're here to honor the truth even that much more. And the thing about the truth is it's contagious. It's just like, you don't, there's a lot of um, uh, quotes about it. It's truth is like a lion. You just have to uncage it. Or um, the truth is like a sliver of light all you need is a sliver of light to light up a whole cathedral or a whole cave of darkness you know what i mean like yeah like the truth is so much more powerful than all their bs and their house of cards it's got nothing when the truth really starts to unravel and so we as um spiritual co-creator manifester beings in the image of god and all this stuff we want so bad to align with truth you know, yes. it's, it's our, it's our, it's how we're supposed to be, you know? I think it's in our DNA. Exactly. And exactly. I think when you, when you have a platform like this and you're podcasting, when you're speaking something that's true, it will trigger an emotion in someone because it's not even so much the words you're using, 
but it's the emotion that the person feels when they hear it because there's something inside of them that knows that this is real and it's true. And it's like the resonance again, which sometimes that's why it's so good that we have such a diverse community because it's like someone who likes my podcast might not like someone else's conspiracy theory podcast, but there's so many of us now that it's like, take your pick. I mean, we're all pretty much trying to be on the same team here and we're just respecting each other's journeys, you know? Exactly. Um, it's, it's an interesting um, time and place to be. And on the side of truth is the only, is the only place. I think that um, everybody, no matter who they are, they know that they know that there's something like a, a, right. a avalanche of truth, like there waiting for them. And it's either they're accepting it, willing to accept it or going to accept it. But not, not everyone has had the same exact life as us. So it's like the stages of acceptance are kind of like the stages of grief. A lot of people go through denial at first or they get upset, you know, like truth. It goes through a process. First, it upsets you. It pisses you off. And you can like, I mean, there's so many ways to go that that hap- that, that that grief process happens. Um, for me, I thought I was helpless. And then I didn't. And then I did. And I was helpless again. And then, you know, it's just like a lot and then eventually at the very end of it all after you've been ridiculed you're set free you know and people eventually turn around and and they hit you up and they say hey matt had i never watched the movie frankenskies i never would have known that all the covid narrative was lies because i never would have known that there were lies and that (laughs) is super impactful for me feeling good about myself which it's hard doesn't that make you feel like (laughs) so empowered when you hear yourself like that yeah, sometimes and stuff. And, and it's just like, um, you'd think yes, but then also it's like, um, if I was, if I didn't have any position of anything and I was just like Joe Schmo, like working in a kitchen doing dishes and mm-hmm. I could, and I could just be like, oh, well, someone else is doing it. I mean, not that ignorance is bliss, but the better that I do, the more that I that I feel like that my obligation responsibility increases, if that makes any sense. So like, well, I'll tell you, um, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, it's cool. if, and you don't have to be a Christian, but I feel like a lot of people will get this references. Um, when God moved and he was going to choose someone, he always chose someone that was like literally the least qualified person for the job. Mm-hmm. And he empowered them to empower themselves. So like, I guess we could use Moses because he had a speech impediment and he was like, God, I'm not your guy. And he was like, yeah, you are. And you're going to do it and it's going to be fine. And people will follow you. And I think when you accept that, it's like, I work at Starbucks. I don't, but it's like, I work at Starbucks and I'm a no one and nobody's going to care or listen to me. And it's like, just try it. And the worst thing that can happen is you can say, I put 110% into it. Nobody responded, but at least I tried. But the, most of the time you're going to be successful, right? Yeah. Like it's better than saying I worked at Starbucks for 30 years. No, and and you're right. 
And so I came out with the movie and I never thought it would be such a success. And now I've been screaming it from the rooftops for five years and I'm still going on podcasts and people are still contacting me and saying, Hey, can I translate it into Portuguese and put it on my channel in Brazil? And it's, it's gaining momentum still. And that makes me feel like I've got responsibility, right? Like how can I get it out there more? And it's oh, not, I'm so proud you of know you. what I mean? And thanks. And thank you. And I'm proud of myself too. I just um, like the idle time and everything. I, I want to do more. I want to do more. I trust and I know. So there's this trust in God, but I think it's beyond trust. It's like knowing you have to know. Like trust is kind of like, oh, you know, it should work out. Like I trust, like trust is, trust can be broken. You know what I mean? But knowing, mm-hmm. knowing this is not knowing is like your concrete and you just have to know that things are going to work out. Like um, when, for instance, if you like put money towards an activism kind of endeavor, like, like for instance, making Frankie's guys too and stuff, I just, or even the first one, especially like now that I've got a little bit of a platform and this um, EMF protective clothing line is coming together and I've put myself out there so many times and I've trusted and it's worked. Now it's kind right. of like, okay, if I, if I just, close my eyes and fall again, then God will catch me again. Yeah. Yes. But before it was just like, okay, I'm going to spend my last, this one time sister, I spent my last thousand dollars and it was like to go down to San Diego to film these people for this, for the movie and all this stuff. And then I got back and like the, the film footage was screwed up and the people ended up being actually bogus. And like, I was, I was totally devastated. And I, and I was like, I was working um, at like a work trade where I didn't have to pay like rent or maybe it was like discounted rent. So I like literally like had a pitchfork and I'm like working with like mulch with a pitchfork, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like all stinky. And I'm like, I got this like white um, uh, tank top shirt on. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't want to say wife beater, like a, a white wife beater yeah, covered yeah. in crap. I look like I'm like totally <laughs> covered in yeah. sweat. And like, when I realized like, oh, so, so then I got this message that my phone bill was due. And I was like, I just spent the last of my money trusting. And now I can't spend my last 40 bucks on the phone bill because then I'll have no food money. And I literally, with the pitchfork in my hand, this is like out of a movie. Oh my gosh, this is like 2016. I like pitchfork in my hand, like totally different Matt at that time. And I looked up at the sky and I yelled at God. I was like, I want my money back. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, and I yelled and I was like, listen. You can't just leave me hanging like this. If this is going to work, this is going to be a two-way street, you know? And this, like, I'm not even, I should, you know, I'm not even kidding. Like 10 seconds go by and this guy comes out of this like house and um, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Who are you? You're going to help me make this money back. And he, and he did. I made it. It's a long story, but I made the money. Um, it's, and I'm saving the world. <laughs> like, but no, you, have yeah. to trust. you have to trust, you know? You have to stand firmly. Yeah. And you have to have that like divine rage sometimes. It's like, no, no. Like now I'm putting my foot down. Like all these other times, like I I was a good person, you know, whatever felt felt good. But now it's like the time that it's like, I can't just, there's been a lot of instances like that where I'm just like, okay, God, I'm, I'm here. I am. And it's worked every time. And, and in that, I know that if you honor the truth, if you're doing good for the good and you're good, all those three things, you got to do good for the good and be good. 
then it's it's destined to work out even if it doesn't work like at first maybe that, to like, a lesson or something but it's always in right yes that's what I was gonna say is I like to call that like I learned from it and now we're moving on but you have like a righteous anger <laughs> which is totally different right mm-hmm. yes exactly so um, I do want to ask you if you could just let everyone know where they can watch Frankenskies mm-hmm. and what's going on with you and your website yeah so I've got frankenskies.com and on there, you can watch Frankenskies for free. It's got the Vimeo link. It's also, I got, it, it was pulled from my YouTube, but I've got like a bit shoot. And um, if you're on any other of those YouTube, I mean, video platforms, it's available. But, but frankenskies.com, you can watch the movie for free. And that's really awesome because it's a great documentary. It starts off in um, 1920, goes to the historical chronological timeline of weather modification history. And even just the first 15, 20 minutes and you've learned a lot and it's eye-opening for anyone. And so that's my my baby, Frankenskies. But then also I've got actualactivists.com. I was telling you about that. And on there, I've got resources for all these different topics. And I've got this truth book library of all the books on my bookshelf, but they've got images and you can see which ones and find some books you want to read or whatever, order them for yourself and whatnot. And I've got a video blog and I've got a daily truth blog and i've got a podcast hub recommendations of podcasts for people to listen to and i'm happy to and i'm happily going to put you on there too and then also i've got an emf protection clothing line called spiro s-p-e-r-o sparrow it's a latin word like a um, spanish or italian word like spero and it means i hope or hope and the idea is to bring hope to the next generation with the silver um, clothing that protects infants from radiation from their mom's phones Mm -hmm. and the smart meters and all this sort of stuff and that's really cool and exciting and available at sperosparogear.com. And on there, I have blogs about EMF radiation. And I'm on um, Instagram and, and, and TikTok and, and Twitter and, and you name it. I'm trying all of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to, of course, put all of your links. So if you'll send them to me, I'll put them all in the show notes so everybody can find you. And so now it is time. For our honorary question before we wrap up. Cool. <laughs> what is your favorite scary movie? Do you ask everybody that? Yes. Oh, man. Okay, cool. I um, will have to think about this. I'm totally a movie dude. Oh. Me too. Well, uh, okay. So the thing is, I'm 41 years old. I was born on October 23rd, 1980, which is right on the cusp of Libra Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio, but I'm on the Libra cusp. Mm-hmm. And because of who I am, I'm a, I'm a metal monkey in Chinese astrology. And I ended up making metal clothing, which is really interesting. Silver clothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a metal monkey and I'm a Scorpio and I'm like, I'm growing so much and changing so much. So the mat that watched a lot of movies like 10 and 20 years ago is not the mat that's watching these exact same movies now which is very fascinating to see how much I've grown, how much I've changed and to not beat myself up over days where I'm like just sitting at home watching movies, for instance, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? So um, there's a movie called fire in the sky. Travis. I really, yeah. I really, yeah, I, I love that movie. I really liked that one. It's just like, there's a scene where the alien put the needle in his eyes. Freaked me oh, out. Oh God. But, it's so crazy. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, also the movie event horizon is pretty freaky, but I bet if I watch oh, it I love now, that one. I might like laugh at it now before I was like, oh, it's freaking scary. Oh, yeah. you know, it was, it was wicked scary. 
Um, the Ring. Okay, so my favorite scary, scary movie. I like all three of the ones you just said, to be honest. Yeah, those are yeah I'm, not, I'm not like a super duper scary movie dude. Um, and I would just have to say like that fire in the sky is no joke. Um, but no, okay. So when I watched the movie, The Fifth Kind, I think it's called. The Fourth Kind. The Fourth Kind. When I watched it, I thought it was real as shit, dude. That really freaked oh, I me did out. Too. I did so too. I'll have to, because like, it's hard to say like what's your favorite movie because like sometimes you watch them five times and you're over it and then that's not your favorite but that would be my favorite scary movie that movie oh my gosh the yeah. owls yeah that whole because thing i was because and- they got me they got me i thought it yeah, was they real got me i was too. freaked the f out and then i had to really dig and realize that it wasn't even and i was like oh, i got dudes even like the the girl that was supposed to be playing like in the interview and she was like the real doctor or whatever was just mm-hmm. an actress and then mm-hmm. they had Milia jovovich or whatever but i still like that movie <laughs> i oh, love you've, alien you've movies, seen them though. all huh I love scary movies, but I always tell people like, I am a little bit of a hypocrite because I'll say, be careful what you watch or be careful what you listen to. But it's like the simple pleasures in life, like the simple things that you can still like enjoy. And I grew up watching scary movies, so they don't even like scare me anymore. Other than the fact that like, who doesn't like poltergeist? Like, come on, like that's a classic. I watch it every Halloween, you know? Yeah. And and knowing that you're getting programmed while you get programmed is a lot different and it's like it's nostalgic and i mean we haven't reached a spiritual level where we can like i mean we're here we are like we might as well enjoy it i've got a whole list of movies that i've been watching recently and Mm -hmm. and honestly i learned something every time and and sometimes it's like pretty eye-opening to see what they're trying to how they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and and whatever some of these new movies are absolutely packed with Mm -hmm. references I mean, packed. There is a new show on Netflix right now. It's called um, Archive 81. And it's literally a triangle with the all-seeing eye in the middle. And it's all about, like, sex magic and demon worship and extraterrestrials and opening portals and, like, all this weird stuff. And it's, like, people... You and I obviously know this is dark shit, right? Mm -hmm. But how many people are watching that and thinking that it's just made up, you know, BS? (laughs) It's just crazy. People can't um, conceptualize the the powers that they have. And I believe that we are like divine processors of inputs. So we take these, the inputs in and we process them through like our entire chakra system project it through our third eye and like put it into reality and like add it to the overall resonance maybe no like yeah. we're really we're really powerful like what's going on is really is much deeper than just like programming or disclosure or predictive programming i think it's even deeper to get people on like these lower like lower and lower and lower vibrations and they can't fathom that over like 50 years now they're contributing to another lower vibration together right. to collectively like, you know, in multiple generations yes. because people, their kids are watching this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do want to say, Matt, I feel like I had a great time. I think this was an excellent conversation and I'm so proud of all the stuff that you're doing and I'm going to include all of your stuff in the show notes. And thank you 
so much for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for shining your light. And um, I look forward to maybe doing it again sometime. Absolutely. And to all my listeners, have a great night. Thank you so much for listening. We're in very great danger uh, from the pollution that's coming down over us. And we've been led astray by the military-industrial dangerous chemicals over us from Is planes. the government experimenting with our weather? Question at the heart of a phenomenon called chemtrails. Now getting widespread attention. Millions of tons of toxic poisons released by planes during the Cold War. The United States military conducted the government is up there in airplanes spraying all kinds of chemicals to change or manipulate the weather, leaving what you see there, and they call that a chemtrail. Geoengineering. They say it's poison in the sky. High levels of these chemicals in our rain and soil. Using planes to spray chemicals into the atmosphere to manipulate And that's why health department records show a sharp increase in barium and aluminum in California's water supply. We shall propose further cooperative efforts between all the nations in weather prediction and eventually in weather control. Chapel.